Hello, it's Friday, October 15th. I'm Chris Harrop, and this is the MGMA Week in Review, where each week we bring you some of the most important, interesting, and inspiring stories happening in healthcare leadership and medical practices today. Last week, we took a deeper dive into staffing shortages and how best to discuss COVID-19 vaccine requirements with employees to avoid losing more workers amid a persistently tight labor market. This week began with new data from the Larry A. Green Center and Primary Care Collaborative, detailing how primary care practices have adapted amid the pandemic and its effects. In particular, a recent round of surveys of primary care clinicians points to a resilient yet weakened industry, though about two-thirds say telemedicine has been key to maintaining patient access to care. Almost half are worried that their practice won't be able to support it if pre-pandemic regulations are restored. Those same clinicians also report significant threats to financial stability, workforce, and mental health, with about half reporting pandemic-related strain is severe or near-severe, similar to levels found in surveys from May and June 2020. Furthermore, the surveyed clinicians say they have had relative success in convincing existing patients to get COVID-19 vaccines, but that new patients are harder to convince. And about two-thirds of clinicians said that vaccine hesitancy has become a political opinion for patients rather than a medical decision. For more on this story, check out the reporting from Healthcare Dive in the notes for this episode. With these ongoing challenges, there are lingering questions about productivity and overall revenue cycle management for medical practices that have struggled to recruit and hire medical assistants, nurses, and non-clinical staff. Staffing shortages obviously can have impacts on providers maintaining their typical patient volumes, especially if hours of operation and clinic locations are cut back. That may require closer, more frequent review of your revenue cycle. A recent MGMA stat poll found that more than half of medical practices rely on pre-built forms from their EHR or PM system for these analytics. However, many healthcare leaders increasingly say they are using multiple approaches, including third-party reports and platforms outside their EHR, to get a better look at their data to monitor financial performance. For more insights into how to do this to boost your pandemic financial recovery, Read the October 11 MGMA stat data story from practice data and business intelligence expert Nate Moore, president of Moore Solutions Incorporated. The full story is available at mgma.com slash analytics 1021. That's 1021. This heightened focus on revenues comes as more medical practices are reporting that Medicare payment rates are not adequate to cover the cost of care delivery. In 2019, about two-thirds of MGMA stat respondents told us that Medicare payment rates were below the cost to deliver care. Now in 2021, the share of medical practices facing that gap between cost and Medicare payment rates has grown to almost three-quarters of practices. 73% of practices reported Medicare payment being below cost to deliver care in an October 12th MGMA stat poll. This echoes a recent report from Fierce Healthcare that found federal payment cuts for 2022 would result in medical groups instituting hiring freezes, no longer accepting new Medicare patients, and eliminating services. As noted by MGMA Government Affairs' Claire Ernst in an October 14th data story, Medicare fee-for-service payments are not keeping up with inflation or the cost of running a medical practice, largely due to the revised methodology for updating the Medicare Physician Fee Schedule under the Medicare Access and CHIP Reauthorization Act of 2015, or better known as MACRA. A statutory freeze in the annual Medicare PFS update is scheduled to last until 2026, when updates will resume at an annual rate of 0.25% a year indefinitely. As Ernst notes, 
Physician practices are facing a handful of potential Medicare financial hits heading into calendar year 2022, stemming in part from Medicare budget neutrality requirements. When updates to E&M services and other payment policy changes went into effect on January 1, 2021, CMS finalized a decrease to the PFS conversion factor of about 10%. While Congress later passed legislation to largely prevent those cuts and stabilize reimbursement for one year, the proposed PFS rule for next year includes a 3.75% payment cut. If you want to get involved and advocate for your medical practice, a template letter for your congressional members asking them to address these cuts before the end of the year is available online at mgma.com contact congress. In addition to the impending 3.75% payment cut, medical groups may also face the imposition of a 4% statutory pay-go sequester resulting from passage of the American Rescue Plan Act and the resumption of the 2% sequester stemming from the Budget Control Act of 2011. For future updates on the 2022 Medicare PFS rule and a variety of regulatory and legislative issues impacting medical practices, be sure to subscribe to the weekly Washington Connection email newsletter at mgma.com slash wc. And if you're planning to join us in San Diego later this month for the Medical Practice Excellence Leaders Conference, be sure to attend one of the educational sessions led by MGMA's Government Affairs team for the latest regulatory and legislative developments. If you're not registered for the event, the Leaders Conference will be presented via Digital Experience next month, November 16 through 18. To learn more, visit mgma.com slash mpe. If you'd like to share your voice each week as part of the MGMA stat panel, consider joining today. Sign up online at mgma.com stat or use your smartphone to text the word stat, S-T-A-T, to 33550 to register. Our final story look, takes a look at the future as a recent survey by the Institute for Healthcare Improvement finds health equity is a bigger priority among providers and there's a clear role for payers to help in achieving those health equity goals. IHI's 2021 Pulse Report, titled Health Equity, Prioritization, Perception, and Progress, outlines several key barriers for, to healthcare organizations' ability to advance health equity, such as inconsistent collection of equity-related patient data, lack of staff resources and funding, and lack of guidance on several steps. The report finds that most organizations working toward health equity believe their efforts are at least somewhat effective, and that tracking equity outcome measures is a key way to make progress. Check out the episode description for Fierce Healthcare's reporting on this, as well as the full report from IHI. As we close out this episode, an update from the Food and Drug Administration's Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee. On Thursday, the committee voted unanimously to recommend emergency use authorization for booster doses of Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine, six months after initial vaccination, for adults 65 and older, as well as other adults with high-risk medical conditions or facing high risk of occupational or institutional exposure. The booster authorization is for half the amount of the initial doses. The FDA will make a decision on approving the booster doses later, and the CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices is slated to discuss boosters next week, on October 21st. That's all for this week's Week in Review. To keep up with the latest industry news, subscribe to the MGMA Insights Newsletter at mgma.com slash insights newsletter. If you have a healthcare story you'd like to share with us, email us at podcasts at mgma.com. I'm Chris Harrop. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.